The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. It is finally here, Conference Championship Weekend. And then there were four, four teams and also four of us, Mox Brinson, Alex Selznick, a.k.a. Prop Stars, and R.J. White. From Sportsline, this episode of the Pick 6 Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. And if you like winning picks, make sure you sign up at Sportsline.com. Use the promo code PICK to get your first month for just one Dollar. So we have um, a new pick six format that we've been doing. A bingo card uh, was rough for me last week. I went one and five, but Brinson is now over 500 Uh-oh, again. Oh, happy learned how to putt. Look who's got the <laughs> lead now. Actually, I guess Prop Stars has the lead, but um, somebody says, <laughs> I did not. Somebody in the comments said, I just woke up from a nap. That's not true. I am extremely flustered. Um, hmm. and very tired, but I did not take a nap. I wish I took a nap. Uh, yeah, four and two, baby. Let's go above 500. Close it strong. 500. Yeah, uh, prop stars, you broke even. Uh, RJ and I had not the best time, but RJ, of course, better than me. I was the worst this week, one and five. Although the Mahomes rushing prop, I feel like that one should have uh hit. I think we got screwed by a little kneel down there. All right, so should did that we, not uh, hit because he took a knee? Yeah. Should wow. we should we get uh, should we get right into it? The format is going to stay the same um, this week. Obviously, this is Thursday at a little bit past two two oh eight. Um, so make sure that you go ahead and check the uh, your books um, to see if there's been any line movement on these lines. All right, starting with the AFC Championship game, the Kansas City Chiefs again for their sixth straight. Conference um, championship game going to Baltimore. Baltimore length three and a half. This total 44 and a half. Um, Brinson, I jumped you actually on this one. Apologies. It's fine. Uh, what am I? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm so flustered. I'm not even looking at the rundown. Um, why don't you just go ahead and keep introducing? Me? I will. I will. All right. So I'll give my bets for this one. 
Ravens minus three and a half. And look, I went back and forth on this so many times. It's so hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But this Ravens defense is scary. They have hurt my feelings already once this year. We've seen them absolutely dismantle offenses like the 49ers. Um, They put Brock Purdy in hell. They put C.J. Stroud in hell. Not even an offensive touchdown last week. And I just do feel like they are built to stop a team like Kansas City. You got Roquan Smith. You got Kyle Hamilton. You got the corners there on the side. Uh, I just think it's going to be really, really tough for them. Ravens also 6-0 and straight up and against the spread when favored by four points or less this season. Um, so I am taking uh, Lamar and the Ravens to cover in this. And I also like Lamar over his rushing yards. Now, depending on where you get this book-wise, it's kind of all over the place. I got it at 64 and a half. I did see it's at 66 and a half um, with our partners here on FanDuel. I like it either way. Like Lamar to me is just on a mission. He had a hundred yards, two rushing touchdowns versus Houston last week. And the chiefs have been pretty soft against mobile quarterbacks. We saw Josh Allen just put up 72 yards on them last week. They've allowed the 10th most rushing yards to quarterbacks during the regular season. And we look back at Lamar versus the chiefs. He's actually run over this mark in the last two matchups, 83 and then 107. And then over the four times that he's seen the chiefs, he's hit the over on his rushing yards prop in three of four. So for me, um, I'm going to lay the points with the Ravens and I'm, I'm also going to take over on the rush um, for Lamar RJ. Yeah. I'm also taking the Ravens. I know it's scary playing Ooh. against Mahomes catching points. And, and if anybody wants to just take the, the chiefs on the premise that Mahomes yeah. catching more than a field goal, just autoplay. I t- totally understand it, but um, I just think the Ravens are in a much higher class than the, the, the chiefs. And frankly, anybody else in the AFC and, and even the 49ers on the other side, I think that mm. they're the best team in the league right now, um, which they proved against the 49ers a few weeks back. Um, their offense did a great job adjusting to that extreme Houston blitz last week. It showed that, you know, Houston came in with a great game plan to slow down the Ravens offense and it worked for a little bit. And then um, they completely destroyed them, you know, once that game got going. So it really showed me that even if you bring in a good game plan, they can overcome it. They can make some adjustments. And I think they'll be able to do that against Spagnolo here. They're top three in yards per rush and yards per pass in the regular season. They can attack the Chiefs' weakness versus the run here. And the Chiefs are 28th in interception rate. They could not pick up Josh Allen last week. Baltimore's offense, top three in interception rate. So likely to protect the ball. Not going to be any dumb plays that swing the game unless, you know, you just get unlucky on the fumble end. So I just think even with Mahomes, it's going to be tough for Kansas City if they're playing from behind against this very good defense. I'm not going to live bet them if they're losing, even knowing Mahomes, unless we're getting like a great number. So it just boils down to my ratings. I have Baltimore four points better than this team on a neutral. And so wipe out the the uh, the home field advantage. And I still think we're getting value here. So um, I'm going to take Baltimore minus three and a half. I'm going to take Kansas City's team total under 20 and a half. Mm-hmm. I actually like this play better than the, the minus three and a half. So the Chiefs could get into a little defensive game here and make it a three-point game. And, and that wouldn't shock me. I just don't think they're going to score a ton of points. They faced a bad Cincinnati defense. They faced a beat-up Miami defense. And then they faced a beat-up Buffalo defense. I thought because of the players were, were a, that were available was going to have more success. They did for a little bit, and then they kind of fell apart late. Um, this is going to be a much tougher opponent against this defense. Third in yards per play, first in yards per pass, second in red zone success rate where the Chiefs have been pretty mediocre. So I just don't think the Chiefs are getting the three touchdowns they'll need or or the five total scores, two touchdowns, three field goals to get over this number. So that's my favorite play. The Baltimore minus three and a half would be my second favorite play. And then my other play in this game I'm going to make is Justice Hill over 48 and a half rush plus receiving yards. 
He had 57 plus yards in three competitive games since the Keaton Mitchell injury led the team in carries last week, 13 to 10 for, for Edwards and the chiefs defense 24th in yards per rush in the regular season, dealing with injury, a linebacker with Willie Gay's neck issue. So Hill, it just seems like he with he had 77 yards last week. He's going to be a factor rushing and receiving here. Um, I, I'm fine playing the rushing number at 32 and a half, 33 and a half around there if you want to do that. But this feels like he's going to get it either way. And if the Chiefs uh, cornerbacks are locking down the Baltimore Ravens receivers, um, you know, you could do some dump offs to Hill that he gets some yards there. Yeah, it looks like Marlon Humphrey's going to play in this game, or is it? Like, I think he's like trending towards playing, and that that's a pretty massive deal because when you think about what the Chiefs do really, uh, really well, right? I mean, it's Rasheed Rashe Rice, uh, Props Boy, and and Travis Kelsey who who are the receiving options, and you need those guys, like you you need those guys to be able to move the ball in the air. And I think if Humphrey plays, you plop him on Rice and then you can have these linebackers, you know, maybe bracket Kelsey with a safety, but you have, you know, these linebackers who are just so dynamic in terms of their lateral like movement and their and their speed. I mean, Roquan Smith is I mean, he's really more like, you know, in like 25 years ago it would have been a safety, right? I mean, and so I think that I like you know, I like I like the Ravens in this spot. It's not the against the spread pick that I've got because I've got one uh, for the next game. But if I was if we were taking all the games against the spread, the Ravens would be uh, one of my bets here. I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, I think Baltimore will be able to move the football. It's a low total, 44 and a half for a Chiefs and Ravens. You know, two teams that that are really explosive on offense. I think Baltimore will be able to move the football, and by extension, you're going to have the Chiefs forced to kind of toss the ball around a little bit more as well. And we see the total go uh, over for, I don't think I have, oh yeah, I've got a, um, Katie has 64 and a half. I saw 63 and a half for Lamar it's, Jackson. It's all over the place. Shop around for this line. Well, let's take the lowest one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if I can, well, that's well, what if, well, what if you like the, what if you like the under on it, then take, then take 64 yeah. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 60 yeah. on, on Fanduel right now. It's 66 and a half is even higher. Oh, yeah. if you like the under go to Fanduel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, we're not bound by, yeah, there's another, uh, I saw it on another site at 63 and a half. So I will take 63 and a half. Yeah. That's a much better line than 66 yeah. and a half. Clearly. Um, yeah, Lamar Jackson over. He's activating his legs. Mahomes, you know, I, I would be shocked if this is a complete blowout, um, which means that you know he's going to be running the ball uh, frequently. You know, they do the stuff where they 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 scoot him around the end around, uh, scoot him around the end instead of like the tush push. It's a it's like a deadlier third down converter than than hurts up the middle anyway. Uh, and I think we see Lamar scrambling plenty here. Uh, Prop stars, what do you like? I've got two props in this game, Brinson, that I love. You guys might be a little bit surprised. By the first one, it's uh, Rishi Rashi Rice. Rice. We're going under <laughs> six and a half receptions. Uh, just a massive number for the stud rookie. Uh, he's obviously been fantastic all year, beating his drum. But this Baltimore pass defense is by far the best pass coverage unit in the NFL, in my opinion. They've allowed six wide receivers this season to eclipse seven receptions. Only six wide receivers. You have to go back to December 10th. That was the last time they allowed a receiver to eclipse seven receptions, and that was Cooper Cup. Uh, you mentioned Marlon Humphrey potentially playing. Even if he doesn't suit up, I just have a tremendous amount of confidence uh, in this coverage unit. Saw what they did last week to Nico Collins, who was obviously the engine of Houston's passing attack. Uh, similarly to Rice, who really there's not a lot of uh, you know uh, secondary or tertiary options. It's Rice and Kelsey and then a bunch of guys who uh, really can't win at the line of scrimmage. So 
Uh, yeah, I really like uh, fading Rice here. Again, I just think it's a big ask for the rookie who's been phenomenal, but just in this spot, uh, I think this number should really be five and a half. So that's why we're going under six and a half. And then I'm going to back his teammate, Isaiah Pacheco, over 63 and a half rushing yards. Uh, if there's one weakness or vulnerability on this Ravens defense, it's been their run defense. 18th in EPA allowed per rush over the regular season, 25th in run stop win rate. So this was actually a below average uh, run defense throughout the course of the season. We've really seen Isaiah Pacheco uh, become that centerpiece of Kansas City's offense. And really for the first time, uh, Andy Reid's coaching career uh, in Kansas City or even getting back to Philadelphia has he really uh, committed to having a balanced attack and running the football uh, quite a bit? So 24 carries uh, two games ago last week had the big week as well. So I just think uh, Pacheco is going to get a lot of work in this game. It's a path of least resistance while the game is competitive or a neutral game script. I believe we're going to see a plenty of Isaiah Pacheco. So going to go over 63 and a half rushing yards for the Rutgers uh, alumni. All righty. Let's take a break we come back the nfc side of things next this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. Look Look at that grin on Katie Mox's face. Oh, my God. Are you you aware of how close you are to, like, like, spending a week in Vegas with the San Francisco 49ers? I am. I've also been. Is your, did you do go to the Super Bowl last year or is this your first one? That's, um, I went last year. I went oh, you were there year. last year. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, but yeah. Sorry. this is my first year going fully with CBS. Are you a 49ers fan, Kitty? Um, <laughs> you know, I've heard of them. You can buy a Niners Super Bowl jersey and, and mail it to Prop Stars and you can wear it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 49ers hosting the Detroit Lions. We have six and a half on here, though. Seven. Hell yeah. Uh, there's some seven and a half. I know. No, that's no, I, no. I know. I saw seven and a half, and I was waiting to get have RJ call me. Current a, line is seven. It's have RJ call me a fraudulent like scumbag for, for like trying to sneak by with a seven here and seven, seven and a half. Um, obviously if you can get six and a half, that's a substantially better line than seven or seven and a half. Um, but uh, yeah. I think it is seven, uh, 50 and a half total. And a half. What's that? The current line is San Francisco minus seven at minus minus one twenty, and the total 51 and a half. Yeah. So that total has creeped up for show um, total on FanDuel. Niners minus seven. Sweet. Give me the Niners minus the seven. I think they're going to 
I love the Lions. I love Dan Campbell. I love Jared Goff. I love Amron St. Brown. I love Sam Laporta. I love Aline McNeil. I love a lot of things about this Detroit Lions team. I love the city of Detroit. I don't I actually don't really. Detroit's fine. It's a fine city. <laughs> but um, I mean, like, good for these people. Good for these fans. <laughs> it's fine. It's cold as hell. Yeah. I've only been there once. It was, it was fine. Um, okay. And uh, I've, I've actually got a jacket from the airport because I landed there and it was like so it was for the PGA Superstore in the Detroit airport. And I was like, oh. holy crap, it's freezing here. <laughs> I was like, I need to buy the jacket. All I brought was shorts. Um, I'm going to take the Niners. I think similar situation to the first game we talked about and RJ sort of mentioned how um, the Ravens are a class above everybody else. I, I, I agree with that, by the way. They're historically great in terms of DVOA, and I think they're being underrated a bit. I think the Niners, probably a class above everybody else in the NFC, too. And that's going to show up here in a big way. You know, we're Jared Goff's going outdoors. This is a team that hadn't, I think they've been outdoors once since like uh, the middle of October. Yes. And that was against the Bears, and I believe they lost that game or barely won that game. Points. 28 13 yeah. loss. 28 13 loss. Jared Goff's awesome. He can play wherever. He's been in these big moments, but um, I'm going to take the Niners minus seven here as my against the spread bet. I also have uh, it's somewhat correlated, I suppose, but um, Jamar Gibbs over 21 and a half receiving yards. I think when they're trailing in those situations, they get him involved in that passing game. See Jared Goff dump it off a bunch if he's getting pressured. And I think we see a lot of catches for the rookie receiver. He gets over that 21 and a half pretty easily. And by the way, I, I should have mentioned this. Uh, Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns is my passing mm-hmm. prop that I forgot to give out during the first segment. Sorry. Uh, RJ, your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, the line feels about right. And you, if you just um, you know account for the quality of the teams, I do think the Niners are on another level from everyone else in the NFC. I'd probably make the line seven, seven and a half. But you mentioned Detroit's facing a new challenge this week on the road. They just haven't played on the road at all, really. And he was ter- golf was terrible in his only outdoor game. We talked about the score. He was 20 of 35 for 161 at two interceptions in that game. Um, San Francisco, pretty quality defense. Um, you know, you can beat them in, in certain respects. Um, and I think San Francisco offense is going to uh, play better this week with the rain not coming down, seemed to really affect Purdy. Um, and he can beat this Detroit defense, which is pretty, pretty terrible. Um, so uh, I think that they're going to get it done. I think San Fran's going to score a bunch of points. That's why my total this week is the Katie Mock special. San Francisco going over at minus 125. Couldn't that contain Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans last week? Five straight quarterbacks have gone over 340 passing yards. Five straight teams have had a 140-yard receiver, and it just feels like this is going to be a massive game for Brandon Ayuk, who I also have over 80.5 receiving yards as my receiving best bet here. This line has been trending up. We got it earlier in the week at 74.5 or 75.5 on Sportsline. Still like it here at 80.5. I like taking an alternate at over 100 as well just because of the way Ooh. this defense has been playing. Um, so that's my uh, receiving prop. My passing prop is Brock Purdy under a half an interception. I uh, should be able to get minus 120, minus 130 on this, or maybe even in the minus 110, minus 115 range. He's thrown an interception in just six of 17 games this year, including all four losses. Had a ton of them in that Baltimore game, uh, which bumped up his season total. So um, if San Francisco wins and we think they're going to win here with this line, then it's unlikely he's going to throw a pick. So uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. Detroit's defense did have 16 interceptions in the regular season. Six of them were against Nick Mullins. So, I mean, that's a huge percentage from one quarterback in two games. 
And uh, they had six games seeing 30-plus attempts with no picks. Feels like Purdy isn't even going to throw that many times, and, and he's going to be able to avoid picks here. So um, I like taking Purdy's under on his interceptions not to throw a pick. like taking AU to go over his receiving total, um, even if you have to get 80.5 at this point of the week, and then love the 49ers team total over 29.5. Katie is so happy right now. I know. You know what, RJ? I, I think this is this is the most you've said about my team. I, I really like it. Uh, producer Noah, who no, it's not producing the show, but produces for HQ, um, is haranguing me to get my picks in for my 4 p.m. Uh, spotlight appearance, which is after this pod. He, he's he is well, yeah. worth worth 30 minutes. It's 4 p.m. Oh, 4 p.m. Okay, yes, you got an hour and a half. 90 minutes. I mean, yeah. yes, like, yes, yeah. As long as you get him in within an hour. Yeah, exactly. He's been haranguing me for like two hours. I'm like, dude, I don't have my picks for the pot. I don't have my picks written up. Like, I'm just tired. Okay, leave me alone. I had ready for the too late. Stayed up too late last night. Um, but I was looking up like some other props. So, like, I'm supposed to have six from two games. It's not easy to do. I was looking it up. Do you know what Christian McCaffrey's anytime touchdown score number is for this game? Minus two hundred. Yeah. Minus three forty. That is do insane. You, do you know you can bet on Super Bowl anytime touchdown right now and all bets are action, so the 49ers have to make it, and you still have to play minus numbers on him. I think it's like minus one. That is outrageous. And he hasn't even made the game yet. Yes. <laughs> that is like that. And, and it's like if, if the Niners lose to the Lions, you lose the bet, right? Correct. All bets are That, that is ridiculous. Also, Christian McCaffrey, offensive player of the year. I feel like most of us were on that um, in, in the preseason, so – good cash should I, should I try and sneak uh so i'm trying to get i'm like two games below 500 on my um oh, the, the, the whole thing yeah the whole thing is me climbing up the stupid mountain with no which by the way or, you guys if you haven't seen it go see the graphic he's got no body it's just basically they took off my legs so and then and then they get boots to my knee climbing it's a mountain so <laughs> annoying. and i'm like and it's like when i do good it's like yay when i do bad they like flip my thumbs upside down should i see if i can sneak a cmc anytime touchdown past him uh look I'm not one Sorry. to talk. I sneaked it in once, but it wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that egregious. No, it's like minus one ninety. Prince yeah. is a guy that gets his butt kicked in Madden against the computer when it's on hard mode, and so he puts it down <laughs> in the easiest mode possible and say, "We're replaying this game." <laughs> Restart. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to um, babysitting. Anyway, so I just wanted to point out that McCaffrey number. I think that's crazy. Uh, prop, what do you got on this game? I'm on an island here, guys, but I like Detroit here. I'm hoping I can take the seven and a half, which I did see before I came on here was available, at least on DraftKings, I believe. I don't know. Are we beholden to? Yeah, no, you, you, you can take. I mean, we, we we default to FanDuel, obviously. And and if you do like um, the favorites in either of these games, I would say get them now at FanDuel because um, it is trending toward toward a higher number on both games, as Prop's talking about. But if you like the underdog, then maybe go shop around because you might be able to get uh, definitely get a four at this point in the other game, and then you can get a seven and a half um, from from Detroit. So yeah, I will take the seven and a half on Detroit. I think uh, uh, there's a much ado about nothing regarding golf playing outdoors. I think it's going to be optimal conditions, sixty five degree weather. I don't know if that really constitutes uh, as this Not really tough weather spot. I mean, what's the temperature supposed to be? High fifties. Mid 50s, 40s, like lower than that. Like it gets pretty cold there at night. But I do know that, yeah, like 65 high, like in the middle of the day. Yeah. So I just think the weather angle is a little bit uh, overblown, in my opinion. I also think Detroit just matches up well uh, with San Francisco. First and foremost, Detroit runs the football as effectively as any team in the league. They have an excellent run blocking offensive line. Really seen San Francisco struggle uh, defending the run. 
You saw Aaron Jones have the big game. Really was impressed with Green Bay's offensive line. I really felt they dominated the line of scrimmage. They were really protecting uh, Jordan Lovewell, opening up a lot of running lanes for Aaron Jones. I expect Detroit to really focus on the ground attack, which is why I like Jameer Gibbs a lot, which I'll get to in a moment. So, yeah, and I think uh, defensively, while Detroit's defense is a major pass funnel that has struggled, obviously San Francisco is going to have some success throwing the football. I think they can uh, neutralize San Francisco a little bit. And they've been a great run defense all year. So I really believe the Lions are a solid matchup. So I'll take the seven and a half points here. And then I'm going to go under on the total, under 51 and a half points. Uh, I have this game at 48 and a half points, according to my projections. So getting a healthy edge here. I think both teams, again, are going to look to run the football, sustain long drives, keep the other offense off the field. Uh, so we're going to go under there. And then I'm going to actually fade Jared Goff's passing yards under 260 and a half. Uh, I just think San Francisco's pass defense is, continues to be slept on. Uh, they're, they're an underrated coverage unit as well. And I think Detroit is going to run the football while we have a neutral or positive game script. So we're just going to see minimal dropbacks from Jared Goff unless they're trailing by double digits. Uh, so that's why I'm going to fade Goff there. And then my wild card prop. Uh, is the aforementioned Jameer Gibbs. I know Brinson's on his receiving. I'm going to take his combination line, though, mm. over 73.5 combined rushing and receiving. He's been the Lions' best player, uh, skill position player in the playoffs. He's been absolutely phenomenal. All due respect to David Montgomery, who is a very solid veteran running back. Uh, Gibbs simply just offers a lot more as far as uh, acceleration, explosiveness, lateral quickness. He's a threat to take it to the house every time he touches the football as well. Uh, so, yeah, I think Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson are aware of that. I think Jameer Gibbs has earned more touches in this Lions offense. He's also – the game is slowing down for him, I've noticed, as well. He's allowing blocks to develop. So I've just been so impressed with Jameer Gibbs. I expect him to get 15 to 18 touches uh, and be the focal point of Detroit's attack against the San Francisco defense. That's been, again, very vulnerable against the run. So that's why I like Jameer Gibbs' combination line quite a bit. And obviously he has a three-down skill set and uh, is a very good, if not one of the best receiving backs already as a rookie. You're right about the weather. 72 degrees, low of a 53, um, but in around kickoff at 3.30 p.m., mid That's to high 60s. Weather. Yeah, winds just between like 5 and 10 miles an hour. So, yeah, optimal weather, um, certainly for sure. Um, it's, still out, it's still outdoors. So, I mean, it's, it's still a different environment for him to play in, and he's not going to have the benefit of, of the home field advantage like he has these last I just years. think that's like as good as it gets as far as like an outdoor environment right. is concerned. It's hard for me to envision like that really having a drastic negative uh, effect. Well, I disagree with you on this one. Uh, I'm taking Detroit <laughs> under. I like my team! <laughs> it's, well, instead of taking the 49ers over their team total, which I do every single week, um, I'm taking Detroit under their team total of 20 and a half. And yes, there is all of the conversation about at home versus away. Um, and yes, outside has been a problem for them. Detroit's offense has scored an average of just 17.8 points over their last five games in open air stadiums. They are just one and four to their team totals overs outdoors. That's ranging anywhere between 20 and a half and 24 and a half points. You look at Jared Goff's passer rating indoors, number five outdoors, number 21 in the NFL. And like you said, Brinson, it's very interesting. They've only played one 
true outdoor game on grass since November. And that was that game in Chicago where they only put up 13 points. Uh, Jared Goff threw for only 161 yards. Every other game uh, was in a dome. So uh, we'll have to see on that one. But it's just a narrative that I like. So I'm playing that one. I'm also looking at Brock Purdy here. And wow, a lot of people have been talking about Brock Purdy um, this week. And I do think it is a little ridiculous. I was listening to our friend Nick Costos and he was saying it's either that he's Joe Montana or he's the worst quarterback in the world. And both of those things are probably a little bit ridiculous, but I do find this to be a good bounce box spot for him against a Lions secondary. That's been pretty leaky all season. So I'm taking an alt line on him. So on Fanduel right now, if you want to take pretty over one and a half touchdown passes, that's at minus two fifty. You bump that up to over two and a half or three plus, then you're looking at one sixty seven plus one sixty seven. Lions rank 29th in their red zone defense um, in the NFL this season. They're giving up a touchdown on nearly sixty five percent of red zone trips versus the 49ers, who are number one um, in terms of their red zone offense this season. They score a touchdown on 67% of trips. And um, since week 10, the Lions defense is ranked 27 in EPA per play. Only the Cardinals, Commanders, Eagles, Seahawks, and Bengals were worse. And if we look at what the 49ers did to them, they put up 45, 42, 31, 28, 27. Um, So I love Purdy to get at least three touchdown passes. I'm looking at George Kittle in this game. We I did really well with him um, in the last game. I feel like I'm a slight uh, George Kittle whisperer, so hopefully I don't jinx myself with this. But I do like him over four and a half receptions. Um, that will be my kind of, uh, I guess, receiver or receptions, pass catcher prop. Um, and then I also like him for an anytime touchdown. When you look at Brock Purdy and the pocket starts to collapse and the pressure gets tight, like he's always going to go to George Kittle. That is his safety valve. And the the Lions can create pressure. They're number one defense in pressure rate. Um, When Purdy has faced 15 or more pressures, Kittle averages about 7.7 targets per game compared to just 4.2 when he's pressured under 15 times. Um, So I think they're going to get good pressure on him. We look at Debo Samuel. Is he going to be playing? Is he going to be limited? Limited Um, in practice on Thursday, which is a good sign for him. That's playing. a good sign. I would I would be surprised if Debo doesn't play in this game um, just because it is the NFC Championship game. But either way, I do think that Kittle um, is, again, a safety valve for, um, for Brock Purdy. So I like him to get over four and a half receptions and then also um, an anytime touchdown at plus 110. I would also add, as far as Kittle is concerned, he has some really drastic home road splits. He has been unbelievably productive uh, at home in San Francisco. So uh, he has like sailed north of his prop numbers, four and a half receptions and 60 yards, I believe in like seven or eight consecutive games in San Francisco. And like, yeah, it's just been extremely productive at home. So before, before we move on, we give people a ton of picks here. And we just want to give you guys a variety of picks on the show and you can kind of pick and choose what you want to play, but don't expect anybody to play all of this stuff for each of you guys. What is your number one play? If we only mm-hmm. told you, you had to make one best bet. It could be anything this week. Um, provided it wasn't too much minus odds like we've been doing. What would it be? I think for me, it's the San Francisco over 29 and a half team total. Um, but interested to hear out of y'all's picks. Which so one you like the best? I, I have two that I want to highlight. First is an alt line, San Francisco to score less than three points. Um, that'd be my favorite. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like nodding. I'm like less than three. I'm like, he, does he mean 30? Does he? Does he? <laughs> uh, no. uh, my favorite is going to be uh, Reishi Rice under six and a half receptions. My favorite is uh, CMC anytime touchdown. My favorite is Lamar over his <laughs> rushing yards. 
That's not one of your picks, though, Brinson. I'm talking about your picks. Um, yeah, I like the Lamar over rushing yards. Numbers obviously up there. Um, by, by the way, I should note my wild card pick is in, from this game. It's um, I, I kind of wanted to go the other way, but I thought the number was interesting and worth the discussion. Largest lead of the game. 16 and a half. And it's minus 115 on both sides. That's interesting. That's a big number. Like 16 is like something like it's 17 is 17 points. A lot of points to be leading by. I took the under because I think it'll be closer. But yeah, uh, any just any thoughts on that? It does have a high under. total. So I feel like this would be a, sim- a game environment that would produce potentially uh, a big lead. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's. In, I think the 49ers can win by margin, so I'm tempted to go with the over on that. But I do feel like with how good the Lions coaching staff is, they could keep it tight early. So it just might never get to that number, even if the, the Niners cover their, their seven, seven and a half. Yeah, and one interesting thing, too, we I, we talked about this you know, for like several weeks now, but worth noting with the Lions, Dan Campbell is aggressive as hell. And we'll go for it on fourth, like fourth and three from his own 20 yard line in the first quarter. He does not care. Uh, he's going to be aggressive. Yeah. Like he's going to maintain that aggressiveness no matter what. And that does create more variance for an underdog. Um, as well as, you know, like if he go, let's say the Lions, let's say the you know, 49ers score a touchdown in the first drive, get a stop, kick a field goal. Dan Campbell goes for it on like fourth and three. You get a 17 pretty quick. Like, you know, you could you could see the Niners get up to seventeen pretty quickly. I think um, just because of that ag- that aggression. This is anecdotal too, but I've also watched Detroit get up to a lot of big leads in games and then take the foot off their gas, like yeah. 21-3 at halftime, and then the teams just you know play catch up in the second half. But They're one Detroit of the worst third quarter teams um, yeah. outside of this last weekend. They had 20, 23 turnovers. Eight of those came in the third quarter. And plus they allowed the second highest touchdown rate to opposing teams in the third quarter. So they do struggle coming out of uh, the half. By the way, uh, before we take a break, I should note that um, pretty cool to uh, don't see this often. But we got a pick six podcast got mentioned in the old CBS Sports Super Bowl press release. How about that? We will be live from Las Vegas Tuesday through Thursday, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Late. From the fountains. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. Katie Mock's not mentioned with the podcast because you were mentioned with. Well, because I don't think I'm going to be on the podcast that week. I know, I know. You're in. You're higher in the press release. Oh. Um, <laughs> you said it, not me. Right behind Danny Cannell. They were going to put you. They were going to put you higher too, Brinson. But you showed up late for the press release. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> Sadly accurate. All right, let's take a break. And when we go, oh wait, K- oh, Katie's actually in here twice. What? Yeah, yeah. For the I'm tops. Oh, I'm sure you searched your name already. So um, nice, they named her twice. That's right. All right, we take a break. When we come back, the pick six parlay. But first, Sunday, the AFC Championship presented by Intuit TurboTax is on CBS. Defending champion Kansas City Chiefs go on the road once again to face top seed Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens with a trip to Super Bowl 58 on the line. We'll get you set for kickoff at 1 Eastern with a special two-hour edition of the NFL Today, the AFC Championship presented by Intuit Sunday on CBS streaming on Paramount+. All right, Pick 6 Podcast Parlay next.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. It's time for the Pick 6 Parlay that has not hit at all this season. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of depressing. I feel like we cannot get through this NFL season without this hitting the Pick week. 6 Parlay. Huh? We miss on uh, Josh Allen, no interception. Oh, we got no. the touchdown, though. Suck it, haters. Was not part of the parlay. We missed on the Bills minus two and a half, which was uh, Brinson's pick. If you want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't know which of these is a dunk button. Sorry. Is that a dunk button? I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the Bills too. And then we missed on uh, Alex's pick. He took the under on, um, on Texans Ravens and missed by yeah, a half of the So just uh, unlucky on that one. Well, this Niners, uh, the Niners. Niners over losing or Niners under hitting and the and the Ravens over hitting were both like I mean all over the lines, you know, as, as playoff lines often are, but just ridiculous. Like that Niners Packers game should have gone way over. Yeah. Well, the weather was, yeah, that was hard. But this pick six parlay is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. RJ, we were talking about this in the pre-show. There's only two games. So how do you think we should tweak uh, tweak the pick six parlay? Yeah, last week we had a little bit more optionality, so we had we put a, a ATS favorite on there, ATS underdog on there, on total over, total under. Can't really, you know, ha- have that with this this type of game. So, it's really just we have four types of picks. We have uh, spread picks in both games. We have total picks in both games, the full game totals, and we each get to take one. So, you know, whoever has their favorite pick out of spreads and totals is going first. That's going to be on there, and then obviously you can't take the other side of that, um, but you can take the total in that game. All right, so Brinson, oh, you I'm had, first. Yeah, I'm last. Sweet. Um, wait, wait, I, I actually we're looking, at, we're looking at money lines or totals. No spreads, spreads or totals, oh. either spread or either total. Um. Ooh, this is interesting because we can. There's only four of them. Right. Uh. Well. Yeah, there are only four. Who? Um. I'm worried Alex is going to take the Lions, and we all like the Niners. Do we all like the Niners? <laughs> yeah, except for Alex. RJ, you like the Niners, or do you think it's just a good total? Yeah, I think the number is right, but I would I would play Niners at seven. Okay. Um, I'll take the Niners minus seven. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. I'll take the under 51 and a half. Mm. I will take the Ravens minus three and a half as the other spread. So that leaves Katie taking the total in the Ravens game. Just something you you haven't even. I bet you. I mean, like you've obviously thought about it because it's like you know you talk about there's two games and we talk about these, but like I feel like that's not this total is not on your radar whatsoever. Okay, forty four and a half. 
That's absolutely not on your radar. Um, and it's got to be, not, it can't be a team total or something. I got to look at the actual total. Right. Just the actual total. We're going to keep it simple for everyone. We're going to hit it because we're keeping it simple. If yeah, we don't hit, if we don't hit one under, of these. Let's go under 44 and a half. I like it. Because I, I, these favorites in the is, under. Favorites in the unders. I think, too, that like, I really do think there's a. Like, this if, is the one that's going to hit. I, I do think there's a case to be made that if both of these favorites win, that the that the games go way under. If both of these favorites cover, that the games go way under. Like right, the Kansas City just up. doesn't score a ton of points. I mean, you know, we. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, not to rehash it, but it's just like the Chiefs were really bad on offense for like the entire year, and the flipped the switch against Buffalo. It's very possible Buffalo's defense is still banged up, and Baltimore's defense is great, and the Chiefs won't be good on offense against against the Ravens on Sunday. I think that's yeah. And if you do have games where the favorites are winning by a decent margin, they're going to slow the game down, try to get to the the final whistle without anybody getting hurt. So you're probably just going to see some some runs, some chewing up the clock, and hope that you can maintain leads, especially if you got decent sized leads in both games. So I mean, that's a situation where if you have the overs in either game, you're like, please somebody like do something dumb, fumble the ball, um, right. you know, you get a, get a punt return touchdown, do something to, to help me goose this total here. I've got a um, the couple. Uh, I got a couple underdog. Um, Wait, what's the odds of our parlay though? The no, odds of the parlay is. Probably the same as last week, just because it's plus nine twenty nine at FanDuel right now. Because Ooh. we have a few higher juice things, we're taking both favorites, and, and and we have the better number in the market there. So we're getting minus one fifteen, minus one twenty in those games, and then both unders. We have a minus one ten and a minus one twelve. So we're looking at plus nine twenty. This one right now, we are hitting this one. We should be forced to do something collectively if uh, we don't hit one of these. We should have the season. <laughs> no, thanks, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. So the uh, podcast parlay, nine to one, Niners minus seven, Niners under 51 and a half, Ravens minus three and a half, Ravens under 44 and a half. You know what you could do is uh, do a round robin parlay and hope that, because we've actually been like, I think we've been good about the parlay. It just hasn't, like we've missed by like one leg almost every single week. That's the thing with parlays. That's right. This pick six parlay segment has been brought (laughs) to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment All right, that is going to do it for our um, championship weekend best bets. We, uh, Brinson, we don't have a graphic because somebody was late getting their picks in. Oh. But. Well, and also, I mean, you know. But. uh, but, um, That's, That's right. Sorry. No, it's totally fine. But I'll recap mine. I have the 49ers minus seven, the Baltimore Kansas City over 44 and a half, which I don't really love. Patrick Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns. It's like minus 130, I think. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I took all overs. Lamar Jackson over 63 and a half rushing yards. Jamar Gibbs over 21 and a half receiving yards. And my wild card prop, wild card, largest lead of the game under 16 and a half. In the second game. Second game, yes. Thank you. 49ers game. And I am taking the Ravens minus three and a half. Um, Lamar Jackson over on his rushing yards, which I got at 64 and a half. I'm taking the Lions under their team total of 21 and a half. Brock Purdy alternate line over two and a half passing touchdowns. George Kittle over four and a half receptions and a Kittle anytime touchdown. 
Uh, my spread pick's going to be Baltimore minus three and a half at minus 115. think they win that game, um, e- even against the great Patrick Mahomes. Totals, I have two totals. One is going to be my wild card. Um, San Francisco team total over 29 and a half at minus 125. Kansas City's team total under 20 and a half at minus 116. On the props, my pass prop is Brock Purdy to go under a half interception at minus 114. Rush, I have Justice Hill. I took, actually took the combo line over 48 and a half rushing receiving yards at minus 114. Would still play the rush line at 33 and a half, 34 and a half, if that's what you, you want to do and take out the receptions there. And then receiving, I'm taking Brandon Ayuk over 80 and a half receiving yards, even though that line has, has skyrocketed um, all, over the course of the week, still like it at 80 and a half. And I've got Detroit at plus seven and a half as my spread bet. My total is under 51 and a half. In that same game, my quarterback prop is Jared Goff to go under 260 and a half passing yards. And then for rushing, I love Isaiah Pacheco over 63 and a half. And then for receiving, Rashi Rice under six and a half receptions. And then my wildcard prop is Jameer Gibbs over 73 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. All right. Those are your bets. Uh, Good luck, everybody. Thanks for watching the Pick 6 podcast. Make sure that you tune in with the Super Friends on Sunday night to recap Conference Championship Sunday. And then do we have a best? Do we have an early lean show on Monday, Brinson? Um, For the Super Bowl? A couple of weeks late. We'll keep you posted. But going to be some um, show because they asked me to be on it. So there's going to be some show on Monday. (laughs) Well, we will see you on Monday, too. Regularly scheduled time uh, might look a little bit different. But again, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening to audio, do the same thing. Tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. And the Super Friends will be live on Sunday after the championship weekend. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after the Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.